Hello and welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. On today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about goal setting for 2023. I am going to share with you a rebroadcasting of a episode I recorded just a year ago. And the format of this episode is a little bit different than what you're used to if you are a follower of the Leading Yourself podcast. And if you are, let me start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are the reason why I keep going and I keep posting new podcast episodes Um, you are the reason why this podcast exists and I'm, and will always be grateful for you to be a listener of the podcast. But now back to today's episode, as I was sharing, this is a rebroadcast of an episode I recorded a year ago. And the format of this episode is slightly different. You are gonna, yes, hear to me talking, but it's more like a online course, if you will, on goal setting. You and I are going to be setting goals for 2023 together. And the way this works is I have prepared a workbook for you. So the first thing you want to do before you continue listening to the podcast is to download your workbook. You can print it off or work out um, digitally. And as we go through the episode, I'm going to guide you step by step, a framework for you to set goals for 2023. And you have the ability to pause me anytime that you think um, you need a minute to collect your thoughts or do some of the work as we go. And I will cue you on when I think it's a good time to hit pause do some work, and then hit play again when you're ready to continue with your goal-setting process. I really hope you enjoyed this session. It was very popular last year, was one of the most listened to episodes in Q4 of last year. And I was going to do a remake um, since I've changed and evolved a few things on my approach to goal-setting. But I thought this is good enough. And if you hear 2021 reference as the current year and 2022 reference as the new year, just substitute that for 2022 and 2023. And all the lessons contained on this podcast episode are really timeless. You can apply and listen to this episode every year and get all the value out of it. So I hope you find it helpful. I can't wait to hear what are some of those goals that you're setting for yourself for 2023. Enjoy. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Okay, let's get started with our goal setting workshop. As I said, this is going to be more like an online kind of training. So you're going to be pausing me, unpausing me as you go through. Make sure that you have downloaded your workbook so you can follow along. So let's talk about goal setting. This is a topic that I'm very passionate about. You have heard me talk about goal setting before. And I'm excited to talk to you today and share with you today my framework for setting goals. I'm going to break down this whole topic of goal setting into multiple podcast episodes. But today, our focus is to share the framework. And you're going to be actually doing the work of setting your goals for 2022. And in coming weeks, we're going to be talking about some tips on how to bring your goals to life, how to make them stick, how to make sure that you stay consistent with your goals and you accomplish your goals next year. So before we start, I want to ask you a question. 
And of course, it's a rhetoric question. So just think about it in your mind. But have you ever set New Year resolutions before? You know, we are in this time of the year as we approach the end of the year and we're going to start a brand new year that we all think about our new year resolutions. And I talk about this in the previous podcast episode. If you missed it, go listen to it because I think that episode is going to give you a great foundation going into today so you don't feel overwhelmed as you set all these new goals. We talked about last week that one common mistake that we make when it comes to goal setting is that we bring with us all the luggage from the previous year, which was already busy, which was already overwhelming, and we're just adding new things on top of it. And what happens is that we end up feeling burnout and frustrated and we give up on our goals. So make sure that you do that exercise before you do this goal setting exercise. You're going to feel such a relief that weight lifted from your shoulders and you're going to make up the space to add new exciting goals into the new year, which is what we're going to be doing today. But my question was, have you ever set New Year resolutions before? I'm guessing you have. And if you have, let me ask you a follow-up question. How did it went? Did you know that 25% of the people who set New Year resolutions, 25%, they abandoned their New Year resolutions within one week of the new year having started, 25%. It gets even worse. Over 70% of the people abandoned them by February. And only 8%, 8, 8% actually keep their new year resolutions until they actually accomplish them. Did you also know that the average person sets the same resolutions 10 separate times without success. This is eye-opening for me. When I saw this, I remember about three years ago, um, I was the kind of person that set New Year resolutions every year. And I had like a note on my phone where I kept my New Year resolutions. And about three years ago, I was setting my New Year resolutions. And I happened to scroll down after having write down all the resolutions. And I was so excited about all the things that I was going to do that year. And then I started scrolling down and reading through my resolutions on previous years. And almost 80% of them were exactly the same. And here's the thing. For the last three, five years, I don't know how long it was, I had been setting the same New Year resolutions only to give up on those resolutions. And that's why every year they keep coming up because I kept quitting on my new year resolutions. So what I'm going to share with you today is a framework, is a strategy that is going to increase your probabilities of achieving your goals by 42%. You're going to be learning a seven-step process to set and achieve your goals in 2022. You're also going to learn today how to prioritize your goals, and you're going to discover how to stick to your goals and decrease the sounds of overwhelm that comes with adding more to our plates, which part of that we already talked about last week. So if you missed last week's episode, go listen to it because that one can be really key in helping you reduce that sense of overwhelm and burnout and frustration because you're just overwhelmed with all the things that are on your plate. So if you want to learn those things, you are in the right place. Please keep listening. Make sure that you have your workbook next to you. And let's dig in into this seven-step process. So the very first step, I call it step zero, really, because it's not about 2022 as much as it is about 2021. I call this first step year in review. And here, what you're doing in this step is basically, one, getting curious, and two, gathering data. You're getting curious about what were 
your wins and your losses in 2021, what went well, what didn't went so well, what did you learn, and gather data to support all that you're learning about the self-reflection. So here's how the year in review works. And you have space in your workbook. If you haven't downloaded, stop me right now and download that workbook. This is the last time I'm going to remind you. But there is a space in your workbook to do this first step exercise. You are going to write down what are your wins in 2021? What were your wins this year? What are the things that you're most proud of? What were your biggest accomplishments in 2021? And I also want you to think about what of that would you like to repeat again in 2022? So for me, for example, I reach a goal with this podcast in terms of the people I was able to reach out to. And I have this big goal, this big long-term goal to reach to 1 million people. But this year, I reached to over 5,000 people with this podcast. And that's something I want to replicate and expand on in 2022. So think about what were your wins and what would you like to repeat in 2022? Then we need to look at the other side of the coin as well. I want you to think about what were your biggest disappointments in 2021? What are some decisions, some actions maybe that you regret? What are some things that you're not so proud of that you definitely do not want to repeat in 2022? What are the things that you regret in 2021 that you don't want to regret again in 2022? So again, what were your biggest disappointments this year? What were some decisions or actions that you regret, things that you're not proud of, that you definitely do not want to repeat in 2022? Here is where you're going to pause me and reflect on these two questions. And when you finish answering those two questions, click play again, and we're going to go into step two. Okay, ready for step two? Step two is vision. Here is where we craft our vision for 2022. Last month, I did an online course, an online life class on a vision board. I call it a vision board party because it's fun and we get to design and create the life that we want for 2022 and beyond. You can still get access to that class. I will put the link on the show notes of this podcast episode. But if you didn't join that class or you're not planning to join that class, don't worry because I'm going to give you some questions that you can use to self-reflect and create that vision for yourself for 2022. Here are the questions that you're going to ask for yourself. And again, there is space in your workbook to answer to all these questions. But think about, What do you want to create in the future? When you imagine completing your goals, how does life look like? How does life feel like for you once you're completed or achieve your goals? What words or phrases represent the life that you'd like to live and how life will look like once you achieve those goals? And last, Why do you want this life? You know, I always say this. When we set goals, when we go after a new project, a new adventure, anything that we do, every decision that we make, every goal that we set for ourselves, we do because, not because of the goal itself, but because how we believe achieving that goal will make us feel. So in this point, I want you to visualize, think, transport your t- yourself in the future as if you were in December of 2022 and you're looking back into the year. What would you like 
to write down in terms of what you're most proud of on what you have accomplished. What are the things that you want to accomplish in 2022? Most importantly, how do you want your life to look like in 2022? How do you want to feel? What are the feelings that you are after? The reason why you want to set goals. How do you want to feel once you accomplish those goals? And why do you want to feel that way? What is important to you to have this life or for your life to look that way in 2022? And here is how we use our vision. So you're going to have some space in your workbook, again, to write down your vision for 2022. I strongly suggest that you try doing a vision board. A vision board is a collage of images that represents our vision for the future. Something that it's going to remind you of what is your true north? What is the direction, directionally, where you want to go in 2022? We're not getting into the specifics of what the goals are yet, but it's more of this true north of where directionally you want to go and how you want your life, your life to look like. And I love the idea of a visual. And for me, that means creating a vision board. Again, is a collage of images. You can do a physical vision board, a electronic vision board. I have both. I have a physical long-term vision board, like a 10-year vision board. But every year I do like a electronic vision board that I have as the desktop of my computer. So every day I get to see that vision and I feel inspired and it helps me guide me through my decisions throughout the day. And that's exactly how I see this step being so critical in this process, right? Because we want to be very, very clear on what our vision is. Before we jump into setting goals, we need to have clarity around our vision. And you can do a vision for five, 10 years out, or you can do one just for 2022. So this vision board is going to help you know your why. It's going to help you connect with your true north. And then what I do with my vision board, as I said, I have it as the desktop on my computer. So I look at my vision board daily. When I turn on my computer in the morning, that's the first thing that I see. You can put it as the desktop on, on your phone, like the background on your phone. And I use my vision first to get inspired, right? Two, I use my vision board when I'm making big decisions because that reminds me of what do I want to accomplish in life, how I want my life to be. And when I have a big decision, I know that every decision that I make is going to impact positively or negatively my vision. So if I have my vision top of mind, I'm going to make decisions that are aligned to that vision that I have for myself. It is very important that you believe in this vision, right? You believe that it's possible. And also, you know, you can have like a journal where you journal about your vision. If you don't want to do like a vision board, you can write it down and once in a while, read what you wrote about what is your vision for 2022. So if you write your vision in your workbook, you can come back to your workbook throughout the the year, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter, whatever works to you and connect back to your vision. Remind yourself of your vision and that is going to get you excited and motivated and it's going to guide your decisions. It's going to serve like that true north. Okay, here is where you pause me again to work on your vision and then come back for step number three, which is our annual plan. Okay, if you're back, I'm assuming that you have at least a draft of your vision. Now we're getting into step three, which is our annual plan. Here's where we start to really dig into the goal setting. And here's the thing. If you did a vision for the next five or 10 years, I want you to 
ask yourself, what is that you need to do in 2022 that will help you reach your long-term vision? What are the things that you need to do in 2022 that will help you get closer to that vision that you drafted for yourself? And once you figure that out, that is going to be the starting point for your annual goals. That is the key question that we need to ask ourselves when we set goals. Our goals need to be aligned with our vision. So we can't start setting goals without having a vision or a direction of what is our true north. Because any goal that we set needs to be linked to that vision. Otherwise, you're walking without our destination. See, that vision is your destination. Your goals is like the GPS that is guiding you, is like the map guiding you to your destination, which is that vision that you drafted for yourself. So ask yourself, if you did a vision for this year, what would it take for you to accomplish that vision? If you made more of a long-term vision, like a five or 10-year vision, ask yourself, what are the things you need to accomplish this year or next year, 2022, to get you closer to that five, 10 year vision? And if you did a vision that is five, 10 years away, not only think about what you need to do this year, but also kind of start brainstorming on what would you need to do next year? So what you need to do this year and next year to get you closer to your long-term vision. Once you write those things down, spend some time like refining them until they sound right to you. And I'm going to show you a methodology on how to set goals just in a minute. But before I do that, what I want to do is to talk about some of the common mistakes that we make at this point of the process when we're getting to set our annual goals. So some of the most common mistakes, and I want to share this with you before you actually work on your goals so you have this top of mind, and I'm going to share with you some strategies on how to crush your goals after that. So let's talk about what are the biggest common mistakes that we make when we're setting goals. The first one is we set too many goals. We have this long list of goals and then very quickly we feel overwhelmed and we end up giving up on our goals. The second mistake is that we only set work or career or business related type of goals. It's important that you expand the aperture of the scope when you're setting goals. We're going to talk that in a minute. The third mistake is we set goals only within our comfort zone. So we're setting goals based on the capabilities that we have today, the skills we have today, the knowledge we have today, the resources we have as of the moment that we're setting the goal. The fourth mistake is that we don't set deadlines for our goals. We leave them open-ended. And the fifth common mistake is that we don't keep our goals visible. How many times in the past you have set goals for the year, you wrote them down, and then you forgot about it. And maybe at the end of the year, you go back to your list and you're like, oh, I did set that goal. But you didn't work on that goal because you never remember that goal. You just do it on January 1st or in December of the previous year, and then you forgot about it. So those are the most common mistakes when we are setting goals. Now, let me share with you eight strategies that can help you nail your goals. So you keep this in mind as you're setting your goals, but also as something to keep in mind throughout the year. So the first thing is you need to write your goals down. A lot of people just think about them in their mind and then they forgot about it. You need to write them down. When we write them down, there's this connection that is made in our brain that it really solidifies our goals in our mind. The second strategy is you need to set smarter goals. I did a podcast episode 
just on this, but I'm going to explain it to you. You might have heard about SMART goals, right? SMART goals, we've heard about them before. I've made some changes to that, and I added a couple of additional letters to this acronym. So the first one, no change to what you probably already have heard many times, our goals need to be specific. Let's say that your goal is to lose weight. Well, if you lose a pound, then you would have meet your goal, but probably that's not what you have in mind. If you say, I want to make more money next year. Well, if you make one extra dollar, then you would have achieved your goal. But I don't think that's what you have in mind when you think about making more money. So you need to be very specific. Along to that, it needs to be measurable, right? So M stands for measurable, not any different than what you have heard before. So if your goal is to make more money, how much more money do you want to make? Put a specific amount. If you want to lose weight, how many pounds do you want to lose? Be very specific and make it measurable. Making your goals measurable is going to help you, on one hand, know when you have accomplished the goal. If you don't make it measurable, you're never going to know whether you accomplish your goal or not. But also, it's going to help you track your progress and see if you're moving in the right direction towards that goal or not. The third A stands for actionable. Not any different than what you have heard before. Your goal needs to be framed in a way that it's a call to action. If you can't act on your goal, if you don't have control over actions that you can take that will help you accomplish that goal, you're only going to end up frustrated and not making any progress. You need to make your goals actionable, meaning they should be an invitation for you to take action, an action that can help move the needle towards achieving your goals. Then is the R. And here, typically, when we talk about SMART goals, the R stands for realistic. I changed this one. I like to say R stands for risky. I mentioned a minute ago that one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we set goals is that we set those goals within our comfort zone. And if you set goals that are already in your comfort zone, they're not going to be inspiring. They're not going to be motivating. They're not going to help you grow as a person, as a professional, as a leader in any area of your life. You need to set goals that are risky, meaning that in order to achieve that goal, right now, you don't have the ability, the skills, the resources to achieve that goal. You need to grow in order to achieve that goal. I talked about this slightly on our previous podcast episode last week when I said, ask yourself, what do I need to learn in order to achieve this goal in terms, how do I need to grow or who do I need to become that I can achieve this goal? Because the current version of myself cannot achieve this goal, but the better version of myself can. So who do I need to become to achieve this goal? So it's an invitation for you to learn and grow in 2022. And then what are the actions that I need to take to achieve this goal? Meaning is actionable. And then I added two more letters to this acronym, the E and the R. The E stands for exciting, meaning your goals should excite you. You should not set goals just because other people are setting those goals. You do not shoot goals based on what others expect of you. Those goals should be exciting for you based on where you are now. Goals that were exciting for you last year or five years ago might no longer be exciting. And the goals that excite you today might not excite you in the future. So think about where are you today in your life and what will excite you. And make sure that whatever goals you're setting are exciting for you. And finally, the last R stands for relevant. And this is very related to what I just said. 
Those goals need to be relevant to where you are right now in your life, but also relevant to your vision. They need to be connected and they need to be an enabler for you achieving the vision that you set on the previous step. So we talked about Strategy number one, write your goals down. Strategy number two, set smarter goals. Strategy number three, make looking at your goals an everyday habit. I know this sounds like a lot. I personally write down my goals every day as part of my morning routine. I think writing down my goals every day, it helps me keep my goals top of mind. So it helps me leverage my goals as a compass to prioritize my day, to prioritize where am I spending my time, to prioritize the actions and the steps that I take so I can be very intentional about moving forward and getting closer to accomplishing my goals. So whether you print them out and you put them somewhere in your office or in your house or or in the desktop of your computer alongside your vision, but have them somewhere where you can look at them on a regular basis. Strategy number four, visualize yourself achieving those goals. We talked about this in the previous step, but Look at yourself once you have achieved your those goals. How do you feel? How does your life look like? That is going to inspire you and fire you up to keep going in achieving your goals. Strategy number five, ask yourself why on a regular basis. Why is this goal important to me? You know, things can change through the course of the year. Your life can take a turn and your goals might not longer be relevant. And a lot of times we keep pursuing these goals because we told ourselves this is what we're supposed to do. Connect always with why these goals are important to you. And you're going to see this throughout the framework today. Strategy number six, believe that you can. I told you, set risky goals, set goals that are outside of your comfort zone. And that can sometimes be scary because it's something that you don't know how to do or that as of today, you don't have the skills to do. But believe that you can because you are capable of learning and figuring out along the way. Strategy number seven, join the right community. If you want to achieve your goals, Think about, as you set your goals, who do you need to surround yourself with that will help you stay on track with your goals? Strategy number eight, share your goals publicly. So here's the thing. You are in this step, step number three, you're setting your annual goals. At the end, once you have set your annual goals and you make sure that are smarter goals, I want you to share those goals with someone. I personally like to share them publicly. I talked about this in the previous podcast episode. You might just share it with your spouse or a friend or a colleague at work, but share them with someone. You know, writing your goals down and sharing your goals with someone, those two things alone are going to increase by 42% your chances of actually accomplishing the goals that you're writing down right now for next year. Talking about that, this is the time when you're going to pause me again, go to your workbook, and actually write down your goals for 2022. What are your annual goals for 2022? Once you have those down, come back for step number four. Okay, how do you feel after setting those annual goals? I hope you're excited and you're inspired. Now, in the following steps, we're going to keep breaking down those goals to smaller chunks because those annual goals right now, while they might feel exciting and you might be like thinking, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to crush these goals. These are big goals. These are goals that are outside of your comfort zone. So in order to stay on track throughout the year, in order to actually make intentional progress 
towards those goals, we need to break them down into smaller chunks. So the following steps from now until the end of this framework is all going to be about breaking them down into smaller and smaller chunks. So in step number four, you're going to make your 90-day plan. Now that you have clear what are the things that you want to accomplish in 2022, I want you to think about and write down three goals. And these can be smaller than your big goals. This could be like sub goals of those annual goals, but three things that you want to achieve in the next 90 days that is going to bring you closer to achieve your annual goal. In fact, at this point, what I'd like you to do is to break down those big goals, your annual goals, into quarters. Think about what are you going to do or focus on in Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4 of 2022. Basically, what we're doing here is we are reverse engineering. You know what is that you want to accomplish. And now let's reverse engineer to say, in order to get there, in order to achieve those annual goals that you just set, what do you need to accomplish in Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4? Try to limit it to three things per quarter that you're going to be focused on, three goals that you want to accomplish in each quarter. Once you break that down, I want you to think about and ask the question to yourself, why? Why are these goals important? Why in this particular quarter of the year? Maybe they're tied to something that is seasonal and is happening in those months of the year. Maybe it's because it's the natural order in which you need to do the things because what you do in Q1 is a prerequisite of what you're going to do in Q2. But most importantly is why is this goal important to you? What is your leverage? What is at stake if you fulfill this goal or if you don't, right? Think about it. And I think that always when we ask this question of why, at whatever step of this framework, human beings were driven by two things. Either we're driven by avoiding pain or we're driven by achieving satisfaction. And for you, it might be a combination of the two. So achieving some of these goals that you're setting annually or every quarter or every month or every week are tied to your desire to avoid a pain or to achieve a satisfaction. So why are these important? What is the pain that you're trying to avoid by accomplishing this goal? Or what is the satisfaction that you're trying to gain by accomplishing this goal? Once you have clear what are your quarterly goals and why are those so important, I want you to write down a 30, 60, and 90 day plan. So now we're taking our goals into actions. And for Q1 of 2022, you're going to do the same exercise at the end of Q1, Q2, and Q3 for the following quarter. But ask yourself, what are the actions? And this can be really small, tiny actions that you need to do that will ensure that you meet your three 90-day goals for Q1 of 2022. What are the things you're going to do in the first 30, 60, and 90 days? And how do you break those down? It could be based on how long these things are going to take. So if something is going to take more than 30 days, you want to make sure that you start in the first 30 days. Or as I said, with the goals, maybe one is a prerequisite for the other. Maybe it's an order in which you need to do those tasks, those actions to get the output that you're looking for. So in your workbook, once again, you have space to do this exercise. First of all, break down your annual goals into quarterly goals, no more than three per quarter. Two, ask yourself, why are these goals important to you? Or remind yourself on why these goals are important to you. And finally, write down the tasks that you need to do in the next 30, 60, and 90 days to accomplish your three 90-day goals. So go to your workbook, do your 90-day plan. Once you're done, come back for step number five. 
Okay, you're back. That means you have your Q1 plan nailed down. Now, step number five is your monthly plan. Here is where we reconnect with those three goals that you set for the next 90 days. We look at what are our top three priorities for the first month. We're focusing on this, that first chunk. Write down what are those actions that you need to take in the next month to help you achieve your 90-day plan. You might have started doing that on your quarterly plan, but you know, as time goes by, it's important that you reconnect with what you did in that quarterly analysis or that quarterly plan to see if it's still relevant, right? Did you did the things that you said you were gonna do in the first 30 days? Are they moving closer to your goal or not? Do you need to adjust? Do you need to change your plan in terms of the actions that you need to accomplish in the next 30 days? Put a little bit more detail. Maybe you need to break them even further because the way you set your activities is still too big, right? Try to break it down to the smallest actionable thing that you can do. And go ahead and complete one of the actions on your list. Don't move to the next step until you have taken action. No matter how big or how small that action is, but take action towards that monthly plan. I do this at the end of every month. I do my end of the month reflection. I look at my 90-day plan. I look at my activities. I make the adjustments. And then before I finish and close that process, I take one action. It might be a phone call. It might be an email. It might be setting up something on my calendar. It might be something that small. But taking action right after you have set your plan is preparing you to stay in this mode, in this action mode. So go ahead and do that. Once you're done, come back for our next step. Okay, we're getting closer and closer to the end. And now we're getting into step number six, which is our weekly planning. If you have been part of my productivity bootcamp in the past, I go into the details on how I do my weekly planning I will be talking about this in the future, but for now, here's what you need to know. What I want you to do is to make a decision right now in this step as to when are you going to do your weekly planning. Schedule it in your calendar for every week of next year. I do this on Sundays. You can do it on Monday mornings. Pick a day of the week and schedule 30 minutes with yourself or 15 minutes with yourself. At the beginning, you might need a little bit more time, but as you get going, you can do this in five minutes. But block 15 minutes in your calendar once a week and set a reminder once a week. And this is the time that you're going to use to do your weekly planning. Here's where you look at your monthly task list, and you decide which things in the list you're going to do this week. This is a time when you schedule time to actually do those things, because here's what happens. We set these goals, we have our plan, but then life happens, and we don't find the time anymore to do these things. And then it becomes like a snowball where we didn't do something this week and then we didn't do it next week and then we're so far behind and we feel so overwhelmed and so frustrated that we're not making progress that we give up. So this is your chance to stake on top of your goals. Go ahead and schedule time with yourself every week to do this weekly planning. And it's very easy. You're going to look again at your monthly task list and you're going to pick what are the things that you're actually going to do this week and schedule time in your calendar throughout the week to actually get these things done. Okay, this is going to be very quick. 
no music in between, just pause me, go to your calendar and do a recurrent meeting with yourself for the next 52 weeks in 2022. When are you going to do your weekly planning? Okay, let's just jump to the seventh and final step, which is daily planning. Yes, you guessed it. Annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. If you've been following along for some time, if you've ever listened to episode four of this podcast where I talk about my morning routine, and there's been many episodes where I've shared this, that every day I identify my three non-negotiables for the day. Before that, when I open my computer, the first thing that I do is look at my vision board, connect with my vision board. That is my true north. It brings up in my mind, what is the life that I'm trying to create for myself? And then I look at my weekly plan, all the actions that you identify for the week and pick three things that you can do today that are going to move you towards crossing your task in that weekly action plan. Some other things that you can add into your daily planning routine that can help you stay motivated, engage with your goals so you're actually making traction is daily affirmations. I also pick three I am affirmations every day and those speak to how do I want to show up today? Based on what's going on on my calendar, the type of meetings that I have, the type of projects that I'm going to be working on, I identify how do I need to show up today? Who do I need to be today to show up as the best version of myself in whatever is going on on my day today? And that looks for me as three I am affirmations. It could be I am confident, I am kind, I am grateful. I am an inspiring leader, whatever that is for you that day. As who do you need to show up today or that day in order to achieve those three non-negotiables, as, as in order to show up as the best possible version of yourself based on the things that are going on on your day. Another thing that you can add to your day Yes, I'm going to mention it again, gratitude, a gratitude practice. Think about what are you grateful that has happened in the last 24 hours. I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to go into the details. There's a lot of podcast episodes that I did that I've done around this topic of gratitude. So that's how your daily plan looks like. And this is what your morning can look like every day. The first thing that you do when you're open your computer, connect with your vision board, identify your three negotiables, think about how do you need to show up today, and then practice gratitude. Now, I want to close this session today talking about what are some of the common roadblocks that we face or some of the most common excuses that we use when we are doing this planning. The first one is, I don't have enough time. Here's the thing, we all have the same hours in the day. Time is the one resource that is more fairly distributed among everyone. We all have 24 hours in our day. So I don't have enough time should not be an excuse. If this is a priority, if accomplishing your vision, if accomplishing your goals is important to you, you will make the time. The second common roadblock is I'm not productive or I'm not good at sticking to a schedule. That is just a story that you tell to yourself. If you start putting in practice this process, this framework, you're going to get better and better at it, right? You're going to be more comfortable with schedules, more comfortable with the process. At the beginning, yes, it might be a little bit harder. You might need reminders. Not every day is going to look perfect. The key is to keep practicing. And eventually, this is going to become a habit. Eventually, it's going to become who you are. Number three, I'm not disciplined enough to meet my goals. We're none of us. us. That's why I mentioned surround yourself by a supportive community. Use these tools to help you. Any tool that you can use to help you stay on track is worth having on your toolbox. No one is perfect and you should not strive to be perfect. Just strive to make progress every day. 
Just imagine if you make 1% progress every year, every day, at the end of the year, that is going to compound into amazing results. Common roadblock or excuse number four, I've tried to reach my goals before, but they didn't work. You know, your present, your future is not determined by your past. The fact that you didn't accomplish a goal before doesn't mean that you can't accomplish it now. Maybe you didn't have a framework like this before. Maybe you didn't have the skills and the knowledge that you have now before. And that's why you didn't accomplish your goals before. Maybe you didn't have a strong why behind your goals before. So give it a try to this framework. I promise it's going to work. I know it works. And roadblock number five or excuse number five, how do I organize my time when I'm constantly being interrupted? Here's the thing. I always say this, we're better at keeping commitments with others than we are at keeping commitments with ourselves. That's why I mention every week, plan your week, schedule time to get these things done and make that time a non-negotiable. What happens? A lot of us block time in our calendars, but then life happens and we keep pushing those things out and out. Make the commitment with you right now that you're going to block time to work on your goals every week and you're going to make that time a non-negotiable. And I assure you that shortly after you stick to that commitment, you're going to see this traction and that this momentum, and you're going to see that you're making more and more progress towards your goals. And even if you don't hit all your goals, if you make more progress than you did the last time, you win, right? Okay. I know this is a long episode and it's even longer if you're really following along with your workbook and you're pausing and coming back, but I hope this is helpful. I hope this helps you kickstart your goal setting process. Remember, in the next podcast episodes, we're going to expand on this topic. I'm going to share with you even more strategies now that you have set your goals on how to stay accountable, how to actually reach your goals this time. Hope this is helpful. If you can think of anyone, do me a favor. If you can think of anyone that can benefit from this goal setting framework, please share this podcast episode with them. Help me get the word out and share this framework with anyone that you think can benefit from this exercise. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you have an amazing week, a productive week ahead, and I will see you again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.